Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks, welcome to the new podcast. I hope you enjoyed the last podcast that Gray and I did on CBD. I hope you've had an opportunity to do some research, do some research for yourself, dosage, products, and maybe you're already started on it. Maybe you've got your dog started on it. Maybe you have your entire family on it. Whatever works for you guys, I hope it is working out well for you. I'm hoping to get Gray come back to do another podcast on something. If you guys have Things that you want us to talk about, just let us know. I still want to do the question and answer podcast. So you guys need to send those questions in. Any question, just send us an email and in the subject line put question for podcast. Email is info at dogspeak101.com. So I want to hear from you guys. Be sure that you send us some questions, and we'll be doing that podcast hopefully in the next few weeks. But I need your questions first. So today I want to talk a little bit about the perfect dog. What does the perfect dog look like? I had a client make a comment the other day that she would expect, as trainers, that Gray and I would have perfect dogs. And it really made me think about, well... What does that look like? Because perfect dog for one person may not be the same definition for another. And I also thought, well, yeah, I can train dogs and I can do a lot of things with dogs. And I've had what I've considered the perfect dog. But that dog that was perfect in my eyes may not have been perfect for someone else. So ask yourself, what definition would you put on the perfect dog? 
Is that a dog that doesn't bark? A dog that doesn't shed? A dog that is lazy and just hangs out and goes out and potties and comes back? Doesn't eat much? A dog that's not needy? Is the perfect dog your favorite hiking partner? A dog that you can take snowboarding? A dog that you can take surfing? Uh, what is the perfect dog? And I think it's really going to be different for every person. But there's another factor that we must take in consideration. Dogs have brains. And just like humans, uh, dogs can have problems with their brain. When we look at humans, we all have a brain. However, some have chemical imbalances. Some have... Um, sociopathic behavior. They may have borderline personality disorder. You may have someone who is mildly schizophrenic or is on the autism spectrum. And all of those disabilities, all of those things that affect the brain will affect the person and affect their emotions, affect what they see as a reward, what they see as a consequence, and it will affect the success of their life. And it will limit them in what they can accomplish. And we're very understanding with that. You know, when you look at something like autism, you have everything from very mild autism to, to severe autism to where someone's not even verbal. In your mild autism, you have people that are just, they're maybe challenged in social norm or challenged with understanding communication or personal space and it can go as severe as nonverbal. And when we look at that, we can, we can accept it and we can help them develop to the best of their ability. Now, would you look at them and say, I'm sorry, you're not perfect. You're not the perfect person because you have X, Y, and Z. Dogs can also suffer from chemical imbalances, from abnormal behavior caused by brain function, and unfortunately, they can't tell us this. They can't tell us how they're feeling. They can't express those emotions. So we really have to sometimes just guess if a dog is having a problem and look at the behaviors that we're getting to see if a dog is having some type of chemical imbalance or if the dog is a little different to where they may not see food as a reward or... They don't reach out for petting, and they don't find that comfort in social interaction with others. Should we say that they will never be the perfect dog? I don't think it's fair to label dogs in that fashion. So I want to encourage you. One, I want you to think about what looks like the perfect dog to you. What is the most ideal situation for your dog? Is it to not bark when the kids ride the bike by the house. If the dog just didn't bark, he'd be perfect. Well, I hate to tell you, but dogs bark. Doesn't mean you can't control it and teach. But you want to get away from, well, your dog should be perfect. Well, my dog should be perfect. Because when you focus on something like perfection, and especially when that perfection is not defined, then I think you're going to get to a point where you're real frustrated. And you're going to get irritated and aggravated. My Rottweiler, Teba, stood for Touched by an Angel. I had her for 11 years. And we did everything together. 
We worked the Nashville floods. We've been on searches in other states. We've done countless number of drownings in the Cumberland. She was my working partner, and to me, she was perfect. I could take that dog anywhere and do anything with her and pretty much teach her anything, and I thought she was perfect. And she was perfect for me, perfect for what I was going for. When I got my next Rottweiler, Day in Dublin, she was very, very different. She was unhealthy as a puppy. She had a lot of problems. Her socialization was not where it should have been. Her behavior as a puppy was a little different than what I had seen in the past. She also became my working dog in human remains detection, and she was phenomenal. She certified at an early age, did a great job, but she's not that social butterfly. She's not going to go to the dog park and go see everybody in there just wanting to be petted on. She's not going to go try to play with every single dog. If you're in her circle, she loves you, she adores you, and her life or your life, they revolve around each other. Now, is she anything like Teba? No. And it took a long time for me to get past that she was not going to do everything that Teba did, that she was not going to be like Teba. And it took me years because as a trainer, I thought I should have the perfect dog. And I matured as a trainer and gained more experience. And I've realized that she's never going to be Teba. My job is to make sure that she isn't Teba. She's not like the dog that I may see down the street who's walking off leash, even though she can do that. That's not my guideline. My job is to make sure that Teba lives on in my heart, but she does not live on in my other dogs because my other dogs are individuals and I have to make sure that I treat them as such. My job is to make sure that Day in Dublin is the best Day in Dublin can be. Just like our job is to make sure that Isabella is the best Isabella she can be. Not something else and not by someone else's standards. But that we look at the dog and we understand what the dog wants, what the dog needs, what the dog desires, what they see as a reward, what they see as a consequence. And we acknowledge it and to make sure that that dog becomes the best version of itself, whatever that version may look like. And you may have a dog that you want to take hiking with you, but yet your dog hates to hike. Well, does that mean that your dog is not the perfect dog? Maybe in your eyes, because you really wanted a dog to hike with. But it doesn't mean that you can't find the perfection in that dog and come to an understanding to have that relationship to where that dog does become the perfect dog because it's doing the best that it can do. So even though this is not really talking about training specifically with this podcast, I really want you to understand that just like humans, there are dogs that have some disabilities and it's not just physical. Sometimes it's not very obvious. So you need to have realistic expectations for your dog and your job is to make sure that your dog has every opportunity to be the best version of itself. One of my trainers at the tourney center and the men's prison with our service dog organization, Retrieving Independence, asked me today, he said, you know, I really want my dog to be perfect. And I know I'm stressed out about that, and I want this dog to be perfect. And I had to tell him that 
perfection can't be defined when it comes to individual dogs. His job is to ensure that she becomes the best version of herself, that she is trained to do the task that she needs to do for her recipient, and that, and if he does all of that, she will be the best version of herself, and she will be the best version of dog for her recipient and doing the job that she has been trained to do. So if your dog is not learning the way you think it should or doing the behaviors that you want it to do, you may need to sit back and look at the dog as an individual instead of saying, thinking that, you know, it's a dog, it should be trained. Gray said the other day, there are no bad dogs, just bad owners. And I disagree with him. I do think that dogs have issues. I think environmentally, our dogs can be born with problems and issues, just like humans. I think that poor breeding quality, uh, poor nutrition, these can all affect a dog. And I do think that dogs can be born with issues, just like people. And I think that we can't just write dogs off if they have a problem and just think this dog is untrainable. I do not believe that dogs are untrainable. I don't think there is a dog that's untrainable. Limited trainability possible, yes. But untrainable, no. Because if we teach them one thing or two things, guess what? We've trained them. All you're saying is that they can't learn. Everything with a brainstem can learn. It may be limited, but everything with a brainstem can learn. So don't get so frustrated with your dog if they're not doing the right thing. First, look at your behavior. Are you teaching it correctly? Are you consistent? Are your expectations clear to the dog? Have you developed the right communication? Have you developed the right relationship? And then look at the dog individually and help your dog be the best version of himself. And if you do that, you'll have a much happier relationship with your dog. And if you need help working with your dog, you need help evaluating your dog's um, just personality in general. We can help you with that. But don't get so frustrated because that dog is not the perfect dog. Don't define perfect dog. Just make sure that it's the best version of itself. And remember, we're always improving. We're improving as handlers. Our dogs are improving. And I'm not looking for perfection in anyone. I'm just looking that we continue to improve upon improvement. And we continue to learn, open our minds, open to communication, respect our dogs, and ensure that we are not putting expectations on them that they have the inability to meet. So try to change that thought process, change that relationship. And I think that you're going to see that your dog is really probably a great dog. You've just had these expectations that have not been met, but they might have been unrealistic for that particular dog. And that's okay. Now's the time to change it. Now's the time to look and see what you can do to make a difference in your dog's life, to make your dog's life better and make your relationship better. So that's all I got this week. Um, if you guys want me to cover a topic, again, please shoot us an email. Let us know. Um, I'll be coming up with some new things. We're probably going to have to skip a podcast next week. Um, I'm going to a conference for service dogs. So I'm probably going to not have a podcast next week. If I can get something done this week, we will. But uh, just know that if we don't have one, we're not forgetting about you. We are not uh, just dropping the ball. It's just because I am out of town and at a conference. So I hope to see you guys soon. I hope that you're enjoying these podcasts. Please let us know. Please be sure to rate us so that other people can find us. And of course, share the podcast, please. Share it with people so that we can teach 
and reach as many people as we possibly can. Their dog would appreciate it. All right, I love you guys. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week, and I hope to see each and every one of you soon or at least hear from you via Facebook, Instagram, or shoot us an email.